Welcome to the Citizens Youth Podcast. Citizens Youth is a ministry of LifePoint Church in Vancouver, Washington. Citizens is a community of students who are learning to live for Jesus. We meet every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more, check out lpcvan.com forward slash youth. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be a little crazy this morning. So take a seat. Can you hear me back there? You can hear me? All right. If you have your Bible, you can open up to the book of Mark. Have you guys enjoyed being in the book of Mark this weekend? Yeah. How many of you heard a passage of the Bible this weekend? How many of you heard a, a passage from the Bible that you had never read or heard before? Show of hands. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Dude, there's a lot more too. There's a lot more, man. And so that's why Christians, we read our Bible. We're learners. We love to hear God's word because it's the way he speaks to us. And so today, I'm going to tell you a story. One more story about this group of people who were called to follow Jesus. And the title of this story today is called The Party. The Party. How many of you have ever been to a party that required a guest list? right? Not just like, I'm having a pool party and anybody can come. Please come, right? Like, this is going to be weird. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I had that voice in me. Did you hear that voice? I don't know who that was, but it wasn't me. But not just like a pool party, not just like an open house. I'm talking about a party where there had to be thought about who was going to be invited to the party, right? I got married and after all of the plan, or out of all of the planning, out of all the details that needed to be taken care of, the most fun part and the most stressful part at the same time was coming up with a guest list, right? Because like, who are we gonna invite? And knowing me, I wanna invite like 500 people, right? It's like, just pick them up, just come on in. You know, I love including more people. My wife is like, but I know 12 people. Um, so that means there's gonna be 488 of your friends and 12 of mine. Um, so we met in the middle, right, Joe? We had like a good, good compromise. We only had 400 uh, no, I'm kidding. We didn't, we didn't. But uh, anyway, I'm going to talk to you about a party. And there was a man in the Bible, his name was Levi, and he threw a party. And we're going to learn a few lessons from his party. So you guys want to end camp with a party? You want to hear the party? All right, let's do it. I think that was a guy, but if that was a girl, I understand. All right, here we go. Mark chapter two, starting in verse 13. I'll read the whole text. And then we'll go through in three quick movements and, and look at what's happening here. You ready? Starting in verse 13. Speaking of Jesus, he went out again beside the sea and all the crowd was coming to him and he was teaching them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. Sound familiar? Follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as he reclined at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, these are like the religious people. These are like the professional church people who are like, we've been in this for our entire lives. Yes, we know what we're doing. <laughs> and the scribes of the Pharisees 
when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. Ready to see the party? Let's do it again. Here we go. He went out again beside the sea and all the crowd was coming to him and he was teaching them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi. Everybody say, Levi. Levi. I like Levi. He's a good dude. Look what he does. He was sitting at the tax booth and Jesus said to him, right? This dude is at work. And if you're a tax collector, you're not like an accountant. You know, like, I just love numbers. <laughs> I'm gonna get my calculator. If you're a tax collector, that would be like telling somebody today that you're like, a prostitute. Like, that'd be like telling somebody today that you're just like, it just, it, it's not a good profession, okay? Those were the kind of people that when you met them and you go, oh, you're a tax collector? There was a little bit of like a, dude, that's just not a good person, right? Like good people are not tax collectors. But he's there, he's at work, he's on the clock robbing people, okay? Because that's what tax collectors did. And Jesus looks at him and he says, follow me. And we see that Jesus calls Levi to follow him. Notice what Jesus says. Jesus doesn't see him and he doesn't say, oh man, like you're a good dude. Here's an invitation. You are accepted into the Jesus Christ Academy for Disciples, okay? Here's a cool opportunity. I want you to think about it. And you know what? I'm just, I'm having a little get together called Christianity. I want you to just maybe consider it. Maybe you can come on in. How many of you know that there's a difference between an invitation and a command, right? Like Facebook is famous for this, right? Facebook, and I've said this before, you're throwing a party on Facebook, and dude, how do you not feel insecure when you see this button? But it says, I'm throwing a party, and then you put yourself out there, right? And you're super vulnerable, and you invite your friends, and then it goes into their inbox, and then you're waiting, right? And like you're checking every 10 minutes, did anybody respond yet? Who's coming to my party? And there's these buttons, there's yes, I'm coming, no, I'm unavailable, and maybe kind of interested. What does that do to you when somebody clicks on your event and they go, kind of interested? Like, they might as well just say what everybody's thinking. You know what, maybe, but if something better shows up, I'm probably gonna go to that anyway, so save me a seat, no guarantee that I'm coming. How many of you have clicked that box before? I'm interested, right? Slap in the face, are you in or out? That's an invitation. When you're invited somewhere, you can think about it. You can say yes, you can say no, you can delay, you can punt, you can do whatever you want. But if I give you a command, hey you, stand up. Stop, don't, you don't have to, but see? Jackson, stand up. All right, good, good. Alex, jump. Right, there's a difference here. These are not invitations, what are they? They're commands. There's only two things that you can do with a command. You can obey or you can disobey. And so when Jesus is calling people to follow him, this is not an invitation for you to think about. This is not like a nice little love letter that says, circle the box. Do you like me? Do you want to talk more? Do you have a conversation? This is him giving a summons and he's giving a command. Follow me. Levi, stop. Hey, hey, follow me. And there's only two responses. He will either obey the command or disobey the command. 
And students, that's why I was saying yesterday, there are at the end of the day, there are only two types of people. There are those who obey the call to follow and those who disobey the call to follow. That's it. There's no indifference. There's no, I decline. You can't pass on this question. It is a command, follow me. And so students, every message, every breakout session, everything that we've said this weekend, we've been saying the same thing in different ways. Students, follow. Follow Jesus. Follow the one who speaks to storms and calms them with his voice. Follow the one who has demonstrated his love for you by dying on the cross. Follow the one who created you to worship him. Follow, and it's a command. And you will either obey it or disobey it. And for those of you who are here this weekend and you've heard the command and you've heard the call, follow me. And maybe you're here and you say, I wanna obey that command. That's why we're doing baptisms. That's why we come together as a community and we say, I'm following and I'm gonna show the world. And so for the final time this weekend, I plead with you. I'm calling you, be in relationship with God. Be reconciled to your creator. Devote your life to following him. This is a command, follow Jesus. That's what you were created to do. And so Jesus, he calls Levi to follow him. But then look what happens. Look at verse 15. As he reclined at table in his house. So that means he has a recliner couch, right? You guys see the leather couch in here? He's sitting on his recliner. No, to recline, I'm so dumb. You can't even hear my joking tone because I only have one tone. I am monotone. But here's what happens. In this day, when you want to throw a party, right? You don't have like a European tea party, right? Like all of our sixth graders and seventh graders love tea parties. Like you don't set the table and you have the forks on your left and the knives on your right and you have the napkin and you have the nice little boat shaped nap, uh, 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 towel, right? You know how you threw a party? You know how you had a dinner party and a banquet? You sit on the floor. This is it, dude. You're reclining right now. A little awkwardly, but you get the idea, right? <laughs> And so you literally, you would set up a mat on the floor, right? And that would be, a lot of countries do this today, but that would be your table. And then you'd all just kind of sit like this, right? And so you're, I'm like, yo, pass the hummus, right? He's like, hey, I want more bread. Where's the bread? I ate it all, pal. <laughs> you know, and you're, just, and you're sitting and you're doing the banquet, right? And so Levi, he's reclining at his table, meaning he's having a dinner party. The book of Luke says that he threw a great banquet. That's like Bible language for fat party, from my understanding. I don't know what that means, but so I've heard. So, so Levi here, and he's throwing a fat party, right? And look who he invites. Look who he invites to recline at his table. As he reclined at his table, there were tax collectors. Tax collectors, good guy, bad guy. Bad guys, right? And sinners. Good guys, bad guys. Bad guys. There's many tax collectors and sinners sitting at the table with Jesus and his disciples. Why were there tax collectors and sinners at Levi's party? What do you think? How is it that tax collectors and sinners made it onto the guest list of Levi's house party? Why were they there? Why would Levi invite them? 
because they're his friends. He was a tax collector and a sinner. These are the people that were coming over every Friday night for dinner. These are the people that he was playing Uno with on Tuesdays on the regular. They were already at the table. The tax collectors and sinners were not the new people on the guest list. The, the new person on the guest list of his dinner party was who? They were sitting with Jesus. These are the people that were already sitting at his table. But this time when Levi throws a party, he says, oh dudes, I need you to meet somebody. I want you to meet Jesus. He changed my life. And so he says, Jesus, do you want to come over? You want to, <laughs> you want to come play poker with me and the boys? Come on over. We're going to have some great hummets. Matthias, you got to taste this homemade pita. It's to die for. Come on, Jesus. Come, come, come. And Jesus comes and, and they're like, who's this guy? He's like, oh, this is, this is Jesus who I told you about. That's not Greek, never mind. That's Spanish. This is, this is Jesus. And so Jesus is here and we realize that not only did Jesus call Levi to follow him, but Jesus saves Levi to reach others. Look at the scene. There are people at this table who are hanging out with Jesus, who in any other circumstance would never be hanging out with Jesus. There are people having conversation and listening to Jesus who never in a million years you would think are having those conversations. Why? Because Jesus saved Levi to reach others. Do you get that? These are the people in society that they go, ooh, bad guys. And you all, look at you, judgmental hypocrites, right? You're like, bad guy, right? These are the people that everybody else is writing off and they go, dude, there's no way. They are the furthest thing from being spiritual. Those are the people at school. Dude, I know her reputation. There's no way she would ever hang out with Jesus. Dude, I know that dude. You don't even know what he does after school. You don't know what he keeps in his trunk right now. You don't even know what's in his locker room. You don't know what they did at the party on Friday night. Those are the people that would never hang out with Jesus. And yet we see that Jesus, he saves Levi to reach others. God has taken this tax collector sinner he has saved him in all of his wisdom, in all of his sovereignty, and he's using him to reach a community, to reach a demographic, to reach a group of people that he would never have reached otherwise because he saved Levi. What circle of people has God placed you in to reach? Who's sitting at your table, right? Who are the people in your life that when you look at them, you go, dude, they would never follow Jesus. But I want you to think, is it possible? The answer is yes. Is it possible that God has saved you and he's placed you right where you are because those are the people that he wants to reach through you? Is it possible that he's called you to follow because you are an inroad, because you are a door to a group and a community of people that he wants to radically save and give them the message to follow me? How many of you have friends that you do life with that do not know Jesus? Hands high, I wanna see, okay? Keep your hand up if you have friends and you know people that if you're being honest, you would go, dude, I find it hard to believe that they would ever follow Jesus. How many of you have friends like that? Thank you for your honesty, yeah. So here's, hands down, here's what you do. You do what Levi did. You don't write them off. You don't say, oh, I met Jesus. You know what, he would never get along with these guys, so I'll have poker with them on Friday, but then I'll have my nice Bible study with Jesus and the disciples on Thursday, right? 
You don't keep them separate. You don't write them off. You don't assume. All you have to do, introduce them to Jesus. Levi didn't try to save them. Levi wasn't like getting into these battles with them with logic. Levi wasn't writing crazy, well, I guess he did write a crazy book because his name is Matthew and he wrote the first gospel. So forget that one. But uh, Levi wasn't like on Facebook getting into these comment battles. You know what I mean? Where people are like, yo, F this. Yeah, man, I hate my life. And he's not there on Facebook being like, bro, you should really watch your language because there's other people that may be doing this. And then you like quote a scripture verse. And they're like, dude, who are you? Go away from me. He's not doing that. He didn't make them change. He probably didn't invite them to the party. And they're like, yo, Levi. And they're coming in and they're hanging up their coat. And he goes, oh, guys, guys, guys. Like, I know how we normally talk, but Jesus is here. And so I really need you guys to clean up your act and you shave your beard. And bro, like, did you even brush your teeth? Come on, dude. Jesus is here. Get your act together. He had a normal party. He does, he's doing what he's doing every week with his friends. And he goes, the only difference today is that I want to introduce you to Jesus. Be yourself because you'll love this guy and he loves you just the way you are. Be yourself. I want to introduce you to Jesus. Students, God has saved you. For those of you who have said with your life, I will follow. I want you to understand that those who follow Jesus, Jesus call others to follow Jesus. Those who follow Jesus, <laughs> what's his name? Jesus. 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 This is getting heretical. Those who follow Jesus call others to follow Jesus. And so students, go home. You're gonna have friends. You all just admitted it. You raised your hand. Introduce them to him. Invite them on a Wednesday night. Invite them to your small groups. Invite them into the spaces where you're already communing with Jesus and just introduce them. Just introduce them. But Sam, I don't know everything. I just, I can't explain it the way that you can. I, I mean, you could probably pronounce his name better than me, but I can't explain it the way that Jake can. I don't know my Bible. I haven't memorized all these verses. I don't even know. I'll probably just confuse them. Just introduce them to Jesus. Just invite them to a party. Just get them in the same room as Jesus. Because when Jesus shows up, students, he does crazy things. Some of you are in this room right now because you went to a Jesus party. Some of you are in this room right now because a follower of Jesus said, bro, you gotta come meet Jesus. How many of you are a Christian or you're even in this room because somebody else said, dude, I wanna introduce you to Jesus. I wanna introduce you somewhere. Hands, I wanna see it. Yeah. And for the rest of you that aren't raising your hand, you don't realize it, but it's called your parents. <laughs> your parents are followers of Jesus. And they said, kids, I wanna introduce you to somebody. But mom, I don't want to, but you live in my roof, so you are, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe you can't say that to your friends, right? As long as you're in my friendship, you will do as I say. It doesn't work. <laughs> Don't do that. You will have zero friends except for me. I'll be your only friend. Me and Jesus play poker with you. So Jesus, he calls Levi to follow him. Jesus saves Levi to reach others. But the third and final point, Jesus uses Levi to teach you. Jesus uses Levi to teach you. Look at the last verse here, verse 16 and 17. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, why does he eat 
Why does this spiritual Messiah guy, why is he associating with those people? And Jesus gives just that most epic line ever. He says, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Here's what happens. You're going, all right, yes. God is gonna use me to reach others. Yes, all right. So let me look around. Uh, Not him. Ooh, maybe I can kind of see it here. Oh, dude, he would never. Oh, no. Uh, Okay, cool, him. And, And we can start to be picky and choosy, you know? We can start to assume and we can start to write people off and we go, dude, I already know her. She would never. I know him. He would never. And what Jesus warns us against is having this picky and choosy mentality. He'd be a good follower. Oh, she'd never follow. Jesus doesn't call you to pick and choose. He just calls you to go. Because the very people that you say, they would never. Those are exactly the people that Jesus came for. The people that you look at and you go, dude, they would never sit down at a table with Jesus. And if they did, if they did come to my party, if they did come to Wednesday, if they did come to my small group, I would almost be embarrassed because they're those kind of people. They're bad dudes. She's not a good girl. Jesus says, don't write them off. He teaches us a powerful lesson because those are the very people that he came to save. He said, you wouldn't look at somebody and go, you should not go to the doctors. You are a little bit too sick for the doctor's office. Just like, you're gonna go in there with your germs and contaminate people and just coughing everywhere. Just stop it. You are too sick to go to the doctors. Oh my, you broke your foot. Quaylen, there are too many broken bones. Don't you dare bother the surgeon, okay? There are just way too many broken tibias and too many stress fractures. Just cut it off, bro. Just lose it, yeah. Stupid, right? Because those who are sick, those who are broken, those who are suffering and struggling, those are the exact people that need to go to the doctors. And in the same way, I'm calling you citizens to look at your community of friends with a new, fresh, with a fresh set of eyes. And I want you to look at your friend group and instead of writing them off and going, yes, yes, maybe, never, not even worth it, waste of time, don't be picky and choosy, just go. Just introduce them to Jesus. Because Jesus isn't trying to create a community of followers so that we can be a cool club. Jesus is creating a community of missionaries who will go and tell others. And even now I look around and I see little missionaries here. And even there's many people at this camp. How many of you came to camp with a camp on me card? Or how many of you even applied for a camp on me card? Yeah, camp on me, camp on me. Three of you guys right there. Camp on me, camp on me, camp on me. Like there are people in this room that said, hey, I want to get a gift card so that I can give my friend the gift of camp. That's exactly what Jesus is calling you to do. And students, if you're in here and your friend invited you on a camp on me card, it wasn't because they thought you were awesome and that Jesus would pick you to his team. They were like, bro, Jesus is making this all-star team and you got mad ups. Can you come in? Dude, Jesus is like putting together this team and he needs a few backflippers. Can you come and like even out the team? (laughs) Jesus needs backflippers. He walks on water. You thought the backflip was cool, dude. (laughs) It's lame compared to what Jesus does, right? Jesus is not putting together an all-star team. He's calling followers who will then go out and call others to follow. And so the question that I leave you with tonight, this morning, I don't know what time it is. (laughs) 
The final question of this camp is this. Who's at your table? Who's at your table? We heard Jake ask, who do you follow? Then he said, who follows? Then last night we talked about how do we follow? And tonight I'm saying to you, who sits at your table? Who are the people that are in your circle of influence? Because friends, I'm telling you, those are the people that Jesus has saved you to reach. And so I hope that this Wednesday when we do stories, I hope that in a couple of Sundays when we do baptisms, I hope that the chairs are packed with people that are coming because you invited them to the Jesus party. Like literally, on Wednesday, we're throwing a party. Like Wednesday will not be a normal Wednesday. Like in all true sense of the word, it's a party. We're going to be sharing, many of you will be sharing your story. How how many of you have told a leader, I want to kind of share part of my story? Nice, okay. And if you haven't told them, yeah, cool. If you haven't told them, tell me before you leave so we can get you on the docket and you can share your story. But what a perfect time to invite your your friends who don't know Jesus and say, dude, I want to introduce you to someone. Just come. What do you do? Just come, trust me, get there. And it'll be awesome. Who's at your table?